Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Um, shall we go? Shall we go to number two, or shall we talk a little bit more about bamboo? What are you up to now? Yeah. What are we up to? Uh, this will need some editing because I'm rubbish at remembering what's going on in a day to day. Things are so busy. It's but, good, um, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, it's where are we now? We're end of September so we are just kind of ramping up to do all the this year's children need stuff so we've we've been out filming so what do you actually do for that so we produce almost all of the digital fundraising content for for them so a lot of the stuff with the BBC talent where it's kind of I guess it's asking for money, um, you yeah. know, in a, in, in a million different quirky ways. Yeah. Um, we also do a lot of the visits to the services they run. So where does your money go if you give the children need? We go out and meet the families, meet the kids, and and talk to them about you know the impact the charities had on on their lives. Man, that's which is amazing. Um, we're doing a lot of work with various organisations and charities on mental health right now. So uh, there's an initiative that's running through the City of London called This Is Me, and it's geared up to kind of encourage, because the City of London, you know, the finance districts and stuff, is, is a, has been a very male-dominated mm. thing, mm. and it's been a lot of people that don't normally talk about their feelings or feel right. they have to hide them in that kind of work yeah. environment. And so we've done a lot of work with them, with some very brave people coming forward and talking about their experiences with profound mental health difficulties and, wow. and suicide and so on to encourage other people to come forward in, in partnership with the Samaritans and, and they're providing toolkits and things to That's help a, people look after their workmates. That is a very testosterone fueled demographic there, isn't it? That you wouldn't survive, you wouldn't last, mate. You'd be getting everyone's sandwiches. Basically. Are you just saying that because that's the demographic you work in? <laughs> To get through that, do you need a black belt? <laughs> I do need a black belt. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Mm. Like, it you is, know. Yeah, and totally. you, well, you, definitely, like the broker, the city boy thing. Is, yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, my experience of the city was very different. Like, working at the Ombudsman was very, it was 50 50. At points, it was, it was um, more women than men, but even I, now. I think. You know, I know people that, you know, because I, I actually got a job on, on the floor. Um, and I turned it down, and 
part of me is glad I did, but part yeah. of me I think because because I got in through family yeah. because that was how you got in, and yeah, it was like, yeah. and it I Negative. mean it's obviously a very very different entity now, but yeah. you know this was back in the early fifties, but um, <laughs> but a lot of people I know because where where we live, and I know you're just across the the water, yeah, um, over you the know, bridge, and it's probably very similar there as well. You know, when you left school, so many of you was encouraged go up city and get a job mm-hmm. and that was it you know it was really encouraged to be creative it mm-hmm. was like yeah go up there get a job proper job know. was it 22 yeah. grand job in the city i'm all right I'm you all know right, the rakes and, and it was mm-hmm. and and i know i've got you know pals that become super wealthy super successful but fucking massive breakdowns yeah you know hit 40 and all of a sudden you know, found themselves in a very young man's game. Mm. I've I've got two mates with nervous twitches yeah. from it. No actual nervous twitches yeah. from from the sort of responsibilities they had. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Karen. No, that, that, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just a job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't value a job more than you can value your health. But you can, like, because like because that's the reality of it is that you shouldn't. But we all do. Because you like, thought, why is that? Because of the get, weight of responsibility. Yeah, you get sucked into it. Like even what I did, where, it, 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 well, I, I think I was lucky with my experience in the city, really, because I did get invited and I did go and work somewhere where everyone around me was earning really ridiculous money. And I'm like, was that down the docks or was that still in no, the city? No, no. But down the docks, you earned that. Yeah. I felt like I earned that physically yeah. with my hands. Yeah. Took his toe on your knees, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, calluses on. Anyway, so but I, I sort of chucked that job in because I knew it was going to turn me into something I don't think I'd have particularly liked, even more than the, the prick you see in front of you now. And um, so, my, my, yeah, yeah. So my experience of it was, I think I got away with it, but I, I don't think uh, I, I think that even that the pressure of doing your job and that you suddenly forget that it isn't important. Yeah. It isn't important. None of it's in, work isn't important. And not taking anything away from the fact that you haven't got kids, mm. but you, you've you, you've got. I have one daughter. Yeah. And so, do you feel the, the weight of responsibility there? Do you, do you think that's the the, the 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 drive now, or you know, is it just the fact that you know you're a driven person, or, or is it the fact that you've got you know a family? Or oh what? yeah, I mean things definitely changed like instantly when my daughter was born. Mm. I mean, I yeah. think there's some kind of. For me, it felt there was some kind of primal instinct that really kicked in when I became a dad, you know, Um, massively. But I think, um, for me, like work pressure, like running your own small business, you've got, I mean, I'm very fortunate, you know, we're we're kind of eight years in now and things have grown and, you know, not ever be complacent, but, you know, we're we're nice and busy and we've got some great clients that we've had for a long time and, and that has definitely means I can sleep better at night. But I do remember those early days, that first year, when you've got a kid and you've got a mortgage and, you know, and a family and stuff and, and you just think, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing next week. Yeah. When you've got, a, you know, because I jumped out of a, 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 a stable kind of well-paid career to start my own business and you just think, oh, I've got a mortgage to pay, how am I going to do that? I don't know what's coming next month and, you, you know, it races. And but that's also the drive, isn't it? It absolutely yeah. is, the, is the drive and, I th- you know, and there's, I can still remember real clear moments, you know, like when I was driving to my first proper filming job as bang boom creative having left the the day job behind i was on autopilot and i started driving to my day job (laughs) as if i was going back there because i kind of completely go driving instinct but i remember 
clocking it and going, this is amazing. You know, there's no feeling like it. And, and it's, I think I've got one of the best jobs in the world. You know, it's, I meet some fantastic people, do some great stuff and travel a lot, you know, and got some wonderful kind of human interaction every day in my job. It's like, really cool, oh, man. It's like when we interviewed, uh, interviewed, as if we interview anyway, as if we're capable of interviewing anyway. When we spoke to <coughs> Dean Chalkley, yeah, the photographer, and he was saying how, how his camera was a passport to mm. life, really. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of wicked that you um, you get our experience. We just quickly um, have you seen? We were talking about before we recorded. We, we briefly touched on documentaries and stuff like that. Have you seen the new MIA film? I haven't. I oh, I really good. I caught up with my mate on Friday night, and he gave me the James Lavelle documentary. What? The one that's just come out. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god! And it's all about him talking about what a bell end he was. Really? Uh, and yeah, because I see a thing where you could you could get involved with it and try and put it on at your local cinema. And so I was trying, I was looking into it because I thought that'd be fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, he gave me that, and he gave me another documentary about the band The National, who I'm not a massive fan of, but they took his brother out on tour and I can't remember what the story is his brother but the documentary then just goes off on something completely yeah. different away from the band he was like watch these and he went once I finish that I'll lend you the MIA one because I've not seen it yet and I literally went Pip never messages me and says watch something and he messaged me and went you need to watch the MIA uh, documentary like because I never realised like she made videos for Elastica. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's wicked. I mean, how fucking old was she then? Mm, young. Like, young. She literally out of art college. But, mate, watch it. It's, it's dope. It got me tearful at the end. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that, that was just me at the moment, but, I mean, I, I, I was, like, tearful in the end. And, 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 oh, my God, she's a shit. Did she... Did she... F- Say some shit that got her in trouble. Basically, I mean, without digging too far into it, and to give people like a taste of why to watch it, is that her father started um, the Tamil Resistance, which is... The um, Tigers? Yeah, the Tamil Tigers. Fuck off. No, I know. I didn't realise it. I started watching it. Her dad started I said it the Tamil to, Tigers? I mentioned it to Molly. I was like, oh my God, this is all about Tamil Tigers. Because I, I, that's when we started watching I was like, I had no idea that that, you know... It's mental, mate. And you can understand... But then she... she like So basically what she was called out in the papers for is supporting terrorism. And so now you watch it and you see the fact that she was a documentary maker. She thought that's what she was going to do is work with a camera her whole life. This is how it starts. This is what, what made me want to mention it to you, Luca, um, now is that it's, you, you really like it. This is a person who started with a camera and ended up becoming a fucking pop star. It's an insane art story, but obviously part of that is she had a camera with her all this time. So there's oh, loads man, of footage of her to see going to Sri Lanka and seeing it from. Because I remember when my dad used to talk to me about Tamil Tigers. My dad has got a very old school version of everything. From he has just he had always had the perspective of what a lot of the news was saying, and I think as we've got as 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 we've evolved now. I don't rely on media sources yeah. that much. Mm. 
So I'm not as I'm more reluctant to just start labelling everyone as terrorists or terrorism yeah. and that until you see a variety. Of, in the past, we didn't have that. So my dad was like, "Tamil Tiger's awful." Yeah. But as you start watching this um, documentary, and it's like, oh shit, it reveals a lot more about who she is and why. You know, it says more than a pop star. Well, this isn't a pop documentary because she's not just a pop star. Oh, she man. she can she can genuinely claim that man. So yeah, I it's, it's need shit. to see that. Yeah, it's, it's worth a shout. And um, yeah, sorry, it's a, a bit of a, a, a diversion there. No. Luke. It's just like you worth you know running around with cameras and stuff like that. It's yeah, I love a good documentary. I could kill many an. I was going to say an hour, but it could spend days like you know delving into Netflix and documentaries. I, I'll yeah. eat that because I. And the most random stuff, because I just—I mean, you know—the job I do kind of—you learn to just appreciate all different parts of life, mm. whether it's somebody making cheese or if it's a pop star or yeah. do you know what I mean, whatever fisherman or whatever mountain climber. You kind of—you get to touch on all these different things and just, just passionate people that just find you know what they love. Yeah. Um, or overcoming something, and I just love that. Just seeing like how humans kind of interact, yeah. you know, and, and different points of view. I think it's, it's yeah, I mean, round you as a person, it makes you a calmer individual. My friends who don't find those interesting things are much more likely to flare up, much more likely to have these very narrow. No, I fucking hell. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I'm not even a bit of thick here while I'm staring into your eyes, <laughs> pointing at you. Luke, yeah. drop, a, drop your big number two on us. Boom. <laughs> uh, number, number two, two. in two. Um, v, the, oh, the original. The visitors, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the original, definitely the original. Because yeah. they re-released it, didn't they? They did, yeah. I think it was 2010, but... It wasn't a re-release, was it? They remade it. Oh, no, it was sorry, a remake. Sorry, yeah, it was, yeah, sorry, a, yeah it was a remake, but it was a bit pony, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. It didn't last very long and wasn't did really good. Did you get out? Because I watched the first season. and I, thought, I, I quite enjoyed the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't get... I, whenever it came, I it came back on. <clears> the <throat> woman was hot. I was busy wanking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she was hot. Yeah. Mm. But it was all right. But, I mean, it was... It was Right. Yeah. But if you watched the original, would that just be all right now, or would that hold up? Don't know. Well, Luke, tell us about well, it. I think a lot of people, listeners, won't know what V was even about. I might be wrong. If you don't know what V's about, then stop listening. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, kill yourself. <laughs> Our sponsor. Don't, don't, don't unsubscribe though. <laughs> um, so V, uh, the visitors, it's an alien invasion. Mm. And I guess it was like a forerunner to things like Independence Day, if you, if you like. Mm -hmm. You know, I had that. So I remember watching this, sitting on the sofa and watching this with my mum when it first mm -hmm. came on. And it was like a big TV yeah. event. But it was yeah. like it a, was a, a moment. 10 o'clock yeah. show, wasn't it? It yeah. was quite late, if I remember right. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because um, they didn't look like aliens uh, uh, on the... On the out of shell of it, right? No, well, this was the sneaky thing. So they, they kind of, they oh, arrived. Yeah, yeah, they arrived in their spaceships and, you know, and they were like, we come in peace. We're here to kind of, you know, we've run out of some resources on our home planet and we've just stopped off, you know. For, can we borrow a cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit the BP garage. And, you know, and, and, and kind of, and that was, that was, the, that was the thing. Yeah, we come, you know, and we've got some technology and some mm. ideas and stuff to share with you that will help advance the human race. But actually... They were sneaky bastards, and mm. underneath their human exteriors, they were lizards. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Yeah, and a lot of them were quite hot women in, in sort of mm. quite slinky red uniforms, mm. but underneath they were lizards that would eat your hamster. Mm. So, because I would give them every single one of my hamsters and my neighbours really, because they were pretty. They were kind of hot. They're, they're, you know, the, the 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 sort of like succubus there. They're beautiful, but actually deadly. Yeah, yeah. and it was I think when you first saw the skin removed from mm -hmm. one of them and just saw the, that little bit of lizard skin underneath. That was well good. That was so cool. Yeah, especially at the yeah. time. Like, I think the, like, the effects don't necessarily hold up that well now if you watch it, but as you say, at the time, yeah. for TV mm. stuff, you know, not movies, but just for TV mm. stuff, it was really cool. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was really good. Um, it blew up, didn't it? It was a big thing, V, when that when that came out. I do remember, like everyone was was all over it. It was it was a big, big sort of show, and then it just seemed to just. Do you know how many seasons they done of it? I think there was. I think there was like the initial three part miniseries. Is that all it was? Uh, yeah, and then I think they tried to kind of keep it going for a bit by doing like a weekly show after that three part series. Right. Um, and then that sort of died on its ass. It just yeah. wasn't sort of the appetite for it anymore. But yeah, I think the original. Thing that yeah. was good was just a three-part yeah. little mini-series, yeah. Amazing. It was dope. Even the, uh, the, even the uh, marketing, so I haven't seen it for years, I, I haven't bothered to look it up, but it used to have things like fingers, but the one finger would be human, yeah. the other would be like the yeah. lizard underneath here. It was pretty, yeah. it was, yeah, that is quite scary, even that, that notion. Um, it was like, what was it? Like, have you seen, um, oh, what is that classic one? It was done by John, yeah, I'm sure it's uh, John Carpenter. What is it? Um, which Bay bases all his art, he started with all his artwork on. Um, the John Carpenter thing, movie. When you put on the shades and everyone was... They busy. live. They live. Mm. Yeah, Rowdy Roddy like Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, man. Cracking, cracking movie. Um, well, so Man Who Fell to Earth, David Bowie. He mm. was a strange lizard sort of type dude, wasn't he, as well? Mm. Yeah, he was cool. Um, I haven't seen the whole lot, all of it. So I'd like to, I'd like to sort of... Like, I can't recall how much of it I saw. Yeah, but yeah. I remember I watched enough of it where I was allowed to stop and watch it and it put a, it made a dent. Yeah. I remember thinking, this is cool. All right. yeah. And I did, when it come back, think, right, I'm going to watch that and did watch it and enjoyed that first series. I do love a bit of sci-fi. See, I, I don't. You know I don't, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. that cut through. Maybe that's just because of the nostalgia of remembering it first time round. Sort of wet the whistle and I was like, no, I'm going to have that. Sci-fi is such a tough thing to get right because it really has to still be human stories. For yeah. it to be good, it has to have that human story. And then if you're really creative about the writing around it, it's a mind blower. And I always feel gutted mm. for people who can't make that step into that realm and yeah. I can see it I can watch it I can watch it with my mates who are just like no that's awful and I always go on about Battlestar Galactica yeah. like it's one of the best TV shows ever like the, the recent one ish yeah. one and because um, it's about humans but yeah it just, some people it just stops them but for me oh, I just gobble that shit up I don't know what it is I, I think it is my childhood I think it's like the, the things I, I was into as yeah. a kid definitely I don't know I don't know how you get into it well speaking of that then so mm -hmm. Before um, you unload your number ones all over us, um, Chris, do you want to get a few more in? Well, talk, talking of uh, number ones, so my number one from the eighties and nineties, it was it was it was a tear up between the two. It was a, it was a show that gave me my comedy sort of revelations, much like Bottom did, was which was Red Dwarf, uh -huh. which we've spoken about a lot. So I won't go into that. 
But really the one that probably edges that is X-Files, of all the cult like 90s TV shows. It, it ended up, when I said to you guys earlier how people started demanding an overriding story arc, X-Files had that. And to me, I kind of lost interest by that point, bizarrely. Like, the, the later episode, late seasons of X-Files, even when it was redone, I still haven't got around to watching it. The first two seasons of the X-Files, for me, was just fuck it. It had everything that I needed as a like a 14-year-old in terms of like capturing my imagination, spooking me the fuck out, and just having a good storyline and being a bit sci-fi and, you know... Oh, mate, I fucking loved the X-Files. I loved it. I know I said it about um, Fresh Prince, but yeah. I've never seen an episode of yeah. that either. Wow. Yeah, yeah wow. wow. Like, you was cool, though. You were a bit of a cool dude. Obviously, I, I've got no... I've never had a tan. I've got the complexion of a, a ghost. And you was, out, <laughs> you was out being cool, playing records and fingering girls. Do you know what I mean? So That's all that's on my CV. <laughs> Stuart Fingers with him. <laughs> no, but I think that things like that and Fresh Stuart Prince, like, <laughs> my book will be called The Middle Digit. Um, you saw, but, shoot, shoot, hold your fingers up to, to Luke. Has he seen how, how crooked and fucked up they are as well? Was that done in that era? As no, they're all, they're all broken and busted, them ones. Um, but it, it wasn't through me doing anything cool whatsoever. Um, I think both of them programmes are probably on in and around a, a similar time. Yeah, 9pm. Uh, no, I mean, like, in terms of years. And, Sorry, and I yeah. never... I think it was probably, being that much older than you, I was probably out at that point. Exactly. And, and yeah. it was really weird because X Factor was... X Factor, X Files, was such a massive thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's weird. People talk about it with such fondness and... I've never experienced it, did you? Oh, absolutely. You yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, so, and, and X-Files, like all of this, uh, the stuff that we've talked about, you know, definitely... I mean, where I got started with the camera was with my best mate, Hallam, when we were kids, so we were still in school. His dad had an old, like, VHS camcorder. And we, me and my mates, we would spend all of it... Before we discovered, like, girls and, and, and drugs, we would, we would make films... <laughs> And that's oh, what we would so, do. Yeah. And all our influences came from like sci-fi and yeah. horror film stuff. Yeah. And we'd make our own silly little films on this VHS thing. So all the edits were done in camera. All the yeah. effects were always done in camera. And we'd always return. Like every film we made was like a riff on a Halloween or a Friday so the 13th or, or a V or something. You still got all that stuff? Still got them, mate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Still got them. Um, I should put them on my show real probably. Yeah, it's probably better than some of the stuff I've done today. But yeah, and, and that, but I think that all of that, all of that stuff it definitely was like, I don't know why his dad had that camera actually because I never saw any actual proper home movies like, you know, Trip to Disneyland or whatever yeah. kids at the Don't beach. dig too deep so, on that yeah. one. <laughs> just, just really, I probably need to ask him, you know, why did your dad have that camera? But yeah, that's what we would do. That make our own movie. And, and also we try and like, um, remember you being framed at the time. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, if you sent in a clip and it got on the telly, they'd send you 200 yeah. quid. Yeah. So we also spent a lot of time... Pushing Hallam down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, Faking like skateboard accidents or falling out of trees or whatever, trying to get, trying to send in a clip to get 200 quid to share between us. Yeah, <laughs> Loads of that. So that was, I think that was, that was definitely where I first picked up a camera and started yeah. doing camera work. Um, Brilliant. But yeah, everything had a massive horror or sci-fi influence for us. So what's, what's the top slot? 
Oh, can I, you know, can I get one in? Yeah, of course, mate. Before, before we drop the, the, the last one, um, I'm going to go with um, John's Not Mad. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, wow, yeah. Uh, John's Not Mad was a, a, a documentary. Um, hang on a second. Can you just pause it a sec, Chris, yeah, hold please? On, hold on. Right, we're back in the room, back yeah? In the room, back in the room. Back in the room. So, I was going to say, John. oh, I said John's Not Mad. Yeah. Um, and it's one of them things, it was a, for anyone that don't know, John's Not Mad is a documentary about John, who I believe is Scottish, um, and suffered with Tourette's. And I, I've no idea, I mean, if you can Google it there, Chris, you know you've got the laptop in front of you, when John's Not Mad come out. Um, off the top of my head, originally it was something like, I don't know, 80, it was 80s, it's, it's sure. got to be like 80s, I reckon 87, yeah. 88. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was in like something like was it like World in Action or Panorama yeah. or what well, or Horizon? It was one of them yeah. kind of eighty nine. Oh right, really yeah. Late. It was my wow. last year at school, and and it, do you know what? It's it's awful to say, but we all got to school the next day and was like, oh my god, did you see that? Yeah. And I had no idea what Tourette's was. No. I did not know. Uh, you didn't point. even know you had a list. No, like, um, but at that point, it, it sounds awful. But you know, I think it's if not I saw if I saw someone walking down the street shouting "fuck, fuck, fuck," I yeah. would have I just thought, "Jesus Christ, mm. what, what's wrong with that guy?" Mm. Or found it really funny. Yeah. And being like fifteen and seeing that show, and and it was a mm. show that no, it, no one would have watched them kind of BBC documentary shows at school you know we was just yeah. watching shit telly and top of the pops and yeah, stuff like that yeah. but it felt like that morning at school every single person went did you see that thing last night about yeah, a bloke yeah, couldn't yeah. stop swearing and it was just this phenomenon and and do you know what I think when I first I think I first got with Carol and, and it must have been 15, 16 years ago, they caught up with John and made another. Yeah, did you see it? Yeah, 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 I did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And bless him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you you know, you, you weren't a kid anymore, and you were aware of what Tourette's was now. And your reaction to the show now was just heartfelt and 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 just you know sympathy, empathy, whatever. Yeah, because you're dipping back for another half hour. For me, I was like, fuck me. I'm here for half hour with him. He's been doing that since yeah. the original. And and all of a sudden, because I'm not going to lie, when I first saw John's Not Mad, when I was 15, and he's shouting, fuck off, and he's um, spitting you know, at his mum when she's trying to... I was laughing. Of course. And, and, you know, and because I was unaware of just what it was, and I was a kid and a dick, and then when I watched that, where he was then, it was just like, oh, this is... This is Really, really couldn't lock awful. down a relationship. Like, no, it was fucking. It was just so sad, and and it's really weird that I think when that show initially came out, that John's not mad. I don't know what the thinking was from the BBC when they made that. If it was a cheap shot at making a documentary, I don't no. know. But yeah, it was one of them things that he's etched in my mind. Seeing John's not mad. And and yeah, and I think many people of my age will remember that 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 documentary. And and yeah, and I feel fucking awful for 
thinking that when that came out, we all got to school the next day and was like, that bloke kept saying, fuck, how funny was that? And as you say, you grow up and you realise that that's not funny. That's It still did its job though for you, didn't it? Even back at nine, maybe not. But the fact that those many years later, it had that impact to you, yeah. you know, and it made you sort of reflect and, and maybe think twice that if you saw a person in the street doing that, yeah. that you, you wouldn't be out. Yeah, but the thing is, now... You do see people with Tourette's, yeah. you know, and you do hear people with Tourette's. And you live in greys. It's just, it's just their land. <laughs> they're, just, they're just drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I, you know, I'd be the first one. You know, if my kids were like looking over there and you know was sniggering, why is that man? So I'd be like, hey, whoa, you mm, know, exactly. He's, that's 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 not his fault. He's got Tourette's. You know, yeah. it's not her fault. You know. Um, that's be- that's a beautiful thing, and I, and I hope that if I ever have kids, I can I can bring up that sort of acceptance and not yeah. childishness. Because yeah. I've seen it recently, like pe- petulant, childish behaviour around people with disabilities, and I don't like it. It's really yeah. not cool. Um, but I there was a, there was I, thankfully I watched that, and uh, then um, when I started getting on the train for work, actually there was a girl who had Tourette's, and she yeah. had it pretty bad. Yeah. And I tell you what, though, no matter how much empathy you feel for someone, it fucking wears you down, man. Like, because I would be like, "Oh, go and someone go and sit right next to her." And you know, after two or three years, there were days when you get on a platform and you would, and, and she'd be there, and you'd be like, "No, not today. I can't hack it. I can't be near her today because I'm tired or I'm hungover." Or, cause, A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, but I felt like at least I had that sort of like energy still yeah. to like most of the time, like like there not, not be a twat about it. Yeah. But there were, you'd see people on the train who wouldn't react particularly very positively yeah. to it and, and stuff like that. But for them, their life is just constantly, it's there. So well, Did you listen great, to the episode show. Where, 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 yet, where, with Pip? Where, yeah. like, oh, mate, have you? I did, yeah. I thought she, I thought that, I forgot her name, sadly, but mm. I thought she was fantastic. Absolute room. Absolute room. Uh, I think, you know, like a lot of Pip stuff, and like the documentary that you mentioned, mm. it's kind of just 
putting stuff out there as honest and as real and as raw as life is yeah. for everybody just definitely helps to just awareness. yeah absolutely just yeah. you know because I think you know having Tourette's is, it shouldn't I don't my view uh, trying not to be patronising is, is it's you know it shouldn't be the problem for the person with the Tourette's it's yeah. it's everybody else's kind of attitude towards that that yeah makes it a problem in that person's life totally. and i think the more awareness that we have of this stuff of just how different we are but also how much the same we all are you know is is all for the better definitely man and it, you I, know, I, I know, oh, I know i'm a rotten bastard with all, all the i mean i was just not long ago taking a piss out of your list but i think the reason the big reason why i do that other than because i'm evil to the soul is that i think anything any difference that we have it shouldn't be off subject and we should laugh and, and, and we should try to make life of it. Like, yeah. If I felt that any of my friends had a certain thing where they were particularly sensitive about it, of course I wouldn't be, I wouldn't go in, you know, dry and, and try and crush them for it. But at the same time, as much as I can to anything, any situation, we should normalise all of this because it's fucking normal. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'd like us to be in at like 50 years time where it is normal and it isn't a sacred cow and yeah. you can't say that about someone because it's just because there's so many there's so much hypocrisy if you start the, the we do this and it makes us hypocritical you can't say that but you can say that it's like well you can say everything if the intent behind it might be a churlish joke but you're in on it and yeah. everyone's included and it's a laugh and it's an acknowledgement that there's a prob you know that there, there, there's something not a problem there but there's something different mm. To other people, but we all have that. We all have our differences. Yeah. I'm, I've been covered head to toe in fucking moles, yeah. and forever. And it's something that even now I'm, I'm kind of self-conscious about. I don't particularly like them because I just want to know when I connect all the dots what pictures there mm. with my moles. But um, that's I reckon when you do, it'll spell out the lyrics to heal the world, make it a better place. <laughs> you, <laughs> for also, you and for me and the entire human race. He also said head to tail. Have you got a tail going on? <laughs> no, no, no. My coccyx bone goes the other way. Which is something people suffer from, isn't it? They, they, yeah. get, they have a tail. Yeah. Saw it in a porno once. So, uh, <laughs> so I get a lot of my biology. Oh, God. Number one, mate. Number one. So to go from, yeah, that, that quite profound little. Uh, uh, interlude there about healing the world. Uh, number one, the Incredible Hulk. Hey, oh, nice, nice. What? What? <sighs> so, right. Firstly, I mean, no one. We don't even need to discuss why this is cult. What? What makes it? You know, bro, there's so much to talk about. So why? Much. Why, Luke? Uh, do you know what? When I was talking to my mate about this, as to why I put it there, and I was describing it, I said, you know, I love the fact that in the in the TV series, in the eighties TV series, you've got. Dr. Banner, and he's just a nice bloke, yeah. right? Mm. So he's going about his business, he's trying to help people on his, his every day. He ends up moving about like a bit of a gypsy from town to town, you know. But but he's basically trying to mind his own business and live with this condition that he's got. He doesn't want this incredible Hulk thing, he's just a nice bloke. But then when people show their true colors because he's just being nice, you know what I mean? And, and, and then people try and take the piss and they try and take advantage. They wouldn't like him when they're, he's mad. Exactly, they wouldn't like him when he's angry. And then that's it, it's game over. They're fucked. Do you know what I mean? Too late. Yeah, it's too late by then. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying all this to my, my mate, and he said, Do you realise you've modelled your entire life <laughs> <laughs> on the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. He said, Because you've just described exactly what you do. Yeah. He's like, You know what I mean? You sort of go about your thing, you try and be nice to people, and you sort of, you know, you'll let people take the piss to a certain point. And then when 
they've reached the line with you. He said, but you'll burn their fucking house down. <laughs> 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 and he said, you'll never speak to them again. He said, that's what you do. You just cut them dead yeah. you know, yeah. when you've reached your limit. And I realise he's, he's probably quite right. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if that's a good thing or not, really. But um, I just think there's, in life there's good blokes and wankers. <laughs> Absolutely. You just said that looking at Luke then. <laughs> <laughs> Luke was asking for resolution. You know where I live now. In, in life, uh, yeah, you're one of the wankers. Yeah. No, I do think like I've lived my life by that. Mm. And and it was it was my mate who from Canton again that, that said I'm going to write a song called Good Blokes and Wankers. And uh, and I just thought, yeah. And that whole conversation come about from if you pull over behind a parked car and let someone pass and they don't wave. I just remember giving him a wanker sign and just for you wanker. Like just say thanks. Mm, yeah, you know what though. Be let, nice. Let me let me let's deep in delve delve into this because <laughs> I'm a bit like that, Luke. Well I'm a very much like that. I'm I've got a long fuse and then when it goes, I'm the worst person in the world. And then anything any infraction that led up to that does not justify my behaviour. And I hate that about myself. I'm terrified about it. Right. Because you don't see it, you don't see it, and then all of a sudden, it's a horror show for everyone, and it's embarrassing for me, and I love whoever the fact, I don't yeah, I like, love the fact you're so dangerous, you scare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just with that, that's, that's why I had to start, uh, <laughs> stop doing karate. <laughs> when they gave you a black belt, just give it back. Mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will shit myself if you put that on me. I am too dangerous. <laughs> For your good and for mine. mine. I need to heal the world. Mine isn't so much like suddenly I'm going to turn into the, the Hulk and yeah. Hulk out because physically I'm not I'm inept. But it will be like my behaviour will be it will be bridge burning. Yeah. And so I, I, I do relate to that, Luke. I do think that yeah, that's a scary thing. And I think a lot of people do. And it is like sort of like that thing of what they talked about, which I didn't really understand until I saw the comedy, like anger management, like with Adam Sandler yeah. and Jack Nichols. And what they're talking about there is don't bottle things up, and if someone ticks you off, tell them then and there. Just say then. But it's difficult because those sort of people who do it too much, they're the ones you kind of like, oh my God, fucking every single thing is a problem to them. It's like you have to find somewhere in between where you, some things you don't pick up on, but you don't leave it so long that you, you know, they become, they end I'm up becoming. I'm not the sort of person that would just, someone across the line, I'll just come. Beat the shit out of them. I'm not like that. No, no. I, 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 I should qualify. I would never actually burn someone's house down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I can get, I can get stressed, and, and yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to have a scrap, but yeah, I don't know. I'm the sort of person I punch someone and then put them in recovery and just make sure they were all right and call them an ambulance <laughs> and sit with them and try and like ring their mum and just let them know he's all right. Mm. I just, I, I suffer with guilt and things like that. And and I think that's a byproduct of, of what I see at the club all the time. Just, you know, people hurting people mm. and, and then waking up the next day and then getting these messages about how rid they are and with anxiety and panic and fear of what they might have done to someone over something that really ain't that bad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's the one thing that people with short fuses need is perspective. And, yeah. and and once you get that, then it's just not worth it, you know? And that's the one thing I try and do in the clubs is just intervene at that point and just go, all right, yeah, okay, well, like, come and have a chat. 
and then just get them chatting. Got family, I think. I've got our kids, and then just try and get them just thinking in a different way. Yeah. Because to just go and smash someone in the face and knock them out, no one's going to benefit from that. Nobody, right? nobody. Like, it's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, how, where have we got here? Um, we're talking about the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah, of course. So you look a bit like Lou Ferrigno. Anyway, Lou. That's um, <laughs> a new one for you. He was a big boy, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I know. How much of a fan? Do you reckon he had a piece? We had those purple shorts. They were long purple shorts. I don't ones. reckon he had a piece. Do you think he was tiny? Yeah. I, I know juicers and people who are ex-juicers, oh, and God. they're like, and they're like, it doesn't do much for your fucking mm. knob. I I had someone who I won't say who they were, but literally went from I would say about your stamp Luke to you haven't seen my piece no no I'm not talking about your piece <laughs> even though you made me take my clothes off when I came in here there's a desk in front of us <laughs> <laughs> but to, to literally being an absolute monster I bet it was just juice yeah. and, and I remember him standing there one night and he went mate he went look at this and he had no balls like his balls had disappeared and he went, can you believe that? And he literally had a button mushroom and zero bollocks. Mm. He took so much whatever. And I don't know if it was, would it be testosterone with dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's weird, isn't it? It was fucking weird. And I just thought, you're going to sacrifice that for mm. muscles. Really? How, how long have you been juicing for? Ages. Ages. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, so let's go back. Let's get back more to the Incredible Hulk, then, man. So, Can yeah, I ask so you had question. a question. Yeah. Um, it's not about your piece <laughs> or you burning my house down. Um, was it was was it based on a comic book? Oh yeah, absolutely. It yeah, was, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it, uh, Hulk is one of the original Marvel yeah. comic book characters. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But um, I think with, with the difference between kind of what you see now, and I, I'm a big fan of the current Marvel movies. I think they're fantastic, but. The difference, I think, when they did this 80s TV show is actually they tried not to do the comic book story, the typical comic book story. Yeah. So was the comic book David Banner and being nice, was it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But I think they changed the name to Bruce Banner mm-hmm. in the TV series. And the, I think it was the, the writer of the show and the director, they wanted to try and do something. Oh, was it not David Banner? Not in the TV show, no. Oh, right. Was it in a comic book? I think so, yeah. I hope right. I got it right. I really don't know, man. Um, I, th- I thought it was always Bruce Banner. I thought David Banner I might was have the got it. Rapper. I might have got it the wrong way around. But I know yeah. they, they gave him a different name for the TV show because apparently the writer and director wanted to do something, and it does sound ridiculous because it's about the Incredible Hulk, yeah. but they wanted to do like a character study piece, and they wanted to do right. something that's more nuanced than just like Hulk smash. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they wanted to do this real kind of thing about the inner conflict of man and, and how like you know kind of this normal guy but with this afflicted condition do you know what I mean how he was battling with that internally so my limited memory my, my, I know nothing about comic books and mm. but my limited memory of that what, what you were saying there about trying to sort of then, then focus on him as a person do you think that was reflective because I remember the end credits were quite sad weren't they yes and the mm. music yeah, yeah. the yeah. end music was yeah. some of the sad I think if you probably played it to me now and yeah. in the wrong mood I, tears because yeah. it's some of the saddest little lonely yeah. piano tunes yeah. ever it was literally hobo styly and if you ever watched a music video to Let Em Come with Scroobius Pit do you know what happens at the end of that music video annoyingly I can't get um, my phone's died and I can't get your Wi-Fi. but if you watch the end of the music video Let Em Come 
that the one in the car? It's in a jeep. No, no, no. That's uh, Soldier Boy. Um, it's um, it's basically Dave hiking along a road, and then uh, Craig Gleason pulls up on a BMX and offers him a lift because um, he's hiking and it's got the Dave, it's got the the, the Incredible Hulk theme tune. Oh, and really? As Scooby's Pit goes to get on the uh, the back of his BMX. Uh, Craig pulls away and flips in the burners. <laughs> Classic Craig. Classic Craig. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was really, it was fucking really sad. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, a lot sadder than than I kind of because obviously I think I probably remember just you know the bits where he hulked out, mm. you know, and that, the exciting stuff, you know, where mm. he'd like throw a bear across a, a yeah. <laughs> across a lake or something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But and, and again, all those wonderful old school practical effects like no cgi you know they made yeah. like a paper mache bear do you know what i mean and he literally threw it you know and, and kind of you know then they had like specially constructed shirts for him to like rip open oh, and, yeah. and the white contact lenses and all that kind of stuff you know and the and it always had them kind of exactly yeah all of that stuff was was great you know and the terrible massive Massive eyebrows and the terrible wig and all that. Yeah. But again, it was fucking great. It yeah. was great fun. Yeah. And I think they kind of, they obviously aware what you know, giving you your your Hulk out value. They guaranteed that there were two Hulk outs in every single Is that true? episode. Oh. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. You'd need that because after a while you would be you, you would need that. You need the yeah. guarantee that he's going to Hulk out. Yeah. Yeah. That that was all I remember. Like. I weren't interested in Banner. I was just thinking, oh, come on, someone just fuck him off. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, get the green guy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was great. I mean, like, Lou Freno was, uh, he was, he was a big bloke, wasn't he? And he did look scary. Like, when he went to the Hulk, he did look quite scary. And it's amazing that they had to rely on, you couldn't do any special effects back then. I mean, I think they've done a great job in the, in the new ones, making that real. And I think, obviously, the reason why it's all so good now is finally special effects have caught up with what they were doing in comics. Finally. And yeah. up until that point, they couldn't do it, and every superhero film kind of fell short. I yeah. mean, the first time they started getting it about, about, about started to get it right, was with, uh, with Spider-Man, probably, with Tobey Maguire. Like, visually. <laughs> But even now, they look stated. But now it's kind of like, oh, oh my god, like mm. the Hulk looks amazing. Back then, they had none of that, and it still worked. There's a lot of those. Really, that was one of the only one. I think Wonder Woman worked. I thought that was great. Um, but I think a lot of the others just died on their ass. Have you ever seen like the uh, the Indian Spider Man, Indian Superman? They are fucking brilliant, mate. Yeah, really good. Just all just the worst production value, and for that reason, they're definitely better. But yeah, Hulk actually managed to remain credible and, and, and kind of mm. exciting. Did you ever watch uh, Journey to the... S it was something like Journey to the Centre of the Earth, like the original. And yeah. there was all like the scary, like the, 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 the tribes people and they were all white and uh, and they had white like... It was like powdered white skin beefed up with white eyes, but it was really quite violent. Did you ever remember that? No, I don't scared know. the fucking life out of me, man. And it was similar makeup to what Lou Ferrino had, but um, they were ki they were killing straight up trying to kill people. I remember an episode of um, I used to love. Uh, they used to on, on BBC Two about six o'clock, probably before, you know before or after the adventure game, because mm. there was only four channels then. It might even have been three when this was. You know when I'm talking about this sort of stuff. And uh, it'd be after Rolf's Cartoon Club, and uh, and then you switch over to BBC Two for either the Adventure Game, Harold Lloyd, or Tarzan. Yeah. With 
Johnny Weismuller, I think, was Tarzan, uh, former Olympic swimmer. Um, and there was a couple of scenes where there was cannibals in it. Right? And, uh, and there was one where they, they put these guys and, and tied, them, uh, tied this guy to two massive tree stumps and then let go of him and the tree stumps parted either way and ripped him in half. And I remember being a lot. Well, I can obviously still remember it. Yeah. I was probably about seven or eight when Bloody this was on, hell. and it was like tea time television. But that's I mean, a bit much. I remember just thinking, "Fucking hell!" Like you know. I mean, obviously, fast forward ten years, and me and my mates are drinking fucking mm. shit lager, watching Cannibal Ferox and mm. stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting that similar sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, watching that on Tarzan in the. In the late seventies, early eighties, was that's a bit much for, to, for, yeah. for normal TV. That. Yeah, there right. you go. Have you speaking another thing that used to go on six o'clock on BBC Two was um, uh, Lauren and Hardy. Have you seen the, the trailer for the new film? No, no. Do you not know anything about it? No, I don't. Um, Oliver Hardy's played by uh, the guy from Step Brothers, not Will Ferrell. Uh, oh, I forget his bloody name. Oh, I can't remember. We all know his name. John. Is it? Oh, I can't remember what his name is. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Stan Laurel is played by Steve Coogan. And <laughs> oh, I, wow. I, I, Good casting. Yeah, yeah. I will show you the picture because it's fucking outrageous yeah, 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 how yeah. much Coogan looks like Stan Laurel. Um, oh, God, what is that actor's name that, that plays on the yeah, But I saw, I saw the trailer for it on Friday night and, uh, yeah, it looks decent. I'll never forget his name in Boogie Nights. Check, check Rockwell. Oh. <sighs> Just him dancing in the background when they're recording that track. <laughs> oh. You got the look. You got the look. Um, right, oh, there you go. I'm going to... Uh, John C. Riley. Jim yes. Dark Horse. Uh, that's pretty that's mad, isn't it? brilliant, mate. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, scary, wow. isn't it? How much Cougar wow. looks like him. Uh, so, Luke, <clears throat> any special mentions, mate? Yeah, I think the, the two I was considering were... Um, Street Hawk. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which, when I was checking that out again, did a little bit of homework. It didn't really seem, at the time, you thought, wow, this is incredible. But actually, when you look at what did Street Hawk do, he just sort of went quite fast. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, had, yeah. They sped it up. Yeah, they just had this thing called hyperthrust. And I think that was like his special move. Yeah. And every now and again, he'd sort of chase after some people on his bike quite who, quickly. Who was, yeah. who was Street Hawk? Oh, I don't know. Don't know. Like, I mean, when I think about stuff like this now, I mean, obviously, Knight Rider Kit was a, a character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick, sick theme tune. But really. like, you can't, um, really, you can't criticize that theme tune. Um, Airwolf, great theme tune. Yeah, it was. Yes. It was. Um, it but, wasn't as cool, but it was. It was more anthemic. But what was what was the what was the, the special power? What was the skill set of Airhawk? Um, Airwolf, sorry. Just it was fucking awesome. Yeah, actually, I think it had a turbo boost as well. What, what was it? Oh, actually, no, it had like bits like when it went to super mode, like extra bits of plastic. I think came out of the chopper. <laughs> right. But it, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was just so like, what was Street Hawk? Just it went fast. Did it have pretty, rocket launchers? Uh, I don't remember rocket launchers. He had at times a little laser gun that would come out the front of the bike. But yeah, I think he was just like, you know, busting crime on the streets. Mm. And every now and again, he'd sort of shoot out the back of a kind of technology-filled yeah. 
yeah, lorry. Oh, and did he sort of just come just, down the back off a ramp? And then, he'd, he'd, well, no, he'd shoot out the front in a dramatic, like, jumping out into action kind of way. And he'd have his mate, who was, like, in the control centre of the disguised lorry. Kind was of, he, like, know, a nerdy type? He was, like, the tech guy, you know, yeah. with the satellite view and kind of, like, giving him advice where to go yeah. and what to do and where the crims <laughs> were. And, yeah, every now and again, he'd, like, get ready for hyperthrust and he'd just... Go really fast. Do you think it's a matter of time before they're going to remake shit like that? If they keep running out of ideas, yeah, like they can't run out of ideas so much that they just need to get a fast motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, that's the day I blow my brains out. I like the thing. There's a marketing go, meeting. Go right, look, mate. <laughs> all we've got left is uh, is street auto metal Mickey. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking yeah. Oh. Any honourable mentions, Christopher? Got fucking loads, mate. Come on, right, rattle them um, off. Rattle them off. Eighteen, Buffy. Well, eighteen, I love it. Amazing theme tune. I'm not going to go on about it. Buffy, I love Buffy, mate. I proper did. I thought it was awesome. Eerie Indiana, cracking. Do you remember that? Do you know? I what do. I never watched. Do remember that? Yeah. Quantum Leap. Oh, yes. good shout. Good shout. Sliders. Lois and Clark. Used to like that. I was kind of young. It had Superman <laughs> in it. Don't judge me. Um, American Gothic anyone remember American Gothic I remember it didn't watch yeah. it The Out Limits and then like I've got ones like Boy Meets World Home Improvement um, I liked all the Star Trek's Next Generation I really, I really liked Deep Space Nine Voyager enjoyed them ER was dope Diagnosis Murder Murder She Wrote Oh, <laughs> fuck off, Chris. You didn't like Murder, She Wrote? Fucking hell, I mate. Like Murder, She Wrote. Really? Yeah, she man. was fucking dangerous to be yeah. around, wasn't she? You do <laughs> not. Well, that's all right. Chris was all over George Clooney and fucking the art. What was that shit for? I really liked it. Fuck it. That, that was the only one I wanted. I never liked Casualty. I did like it, yeah. Um... Wonder Years? Oh, what oh. you minge? I was about to just trump you with the Wonder Years then. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to put it right back down to Juice South. <laughs> Quite like Juice South. <laughs> just don't judge me. It may not, I don't know why I like Juice South. It was safe. It was just safe. You wonder why I was out fingering. <laughs> I saw Juice South. I just watched some that. crazy shit. Juice South was my palate cleanser. Because Tales from the Crypt. I used to love that shit. Nice. And the movies. And then MacGyver was the other one. MacGyver! Uh, so, Do you remember Manimal as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, was, have a dance move what was, was the American um, Vietnam thing? True Duty. Never saw it, man. Oh, that was good. That was like an 11 o'clock up on, uh, right. on, on Is that the one with the painted black? Was yeah. There? yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah. that, yeah. Uh, oh, shit, I don't remember. Oh, it was I remember it being decent. And uh, yeah, TJ Hooker. That was good. What was C.J. Hooker about? It was William was Shatner, who was a copper, right. American cop, and his right-hand man was like this sort of Hispanic, uh, handsome kind of mm. dude, uh, and uh, and and the other copper was Heaven Locklear. Oh, oh gosh, man! Wow, she do you reckon he's got his grubby mitts on Heather? No, I, I think not. that was she was with was she with Tommy Lee then. She was Tommy Lee or oh, Brett Michaels or one of them, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. No, do you know what? Was Adam Ant with her? No, no Adam, Adam Ant was with was um, Roller Girl. What's her name? No, Heather Graham. I have a feeling that no Adam Ant was with Heather Graham. No, oh my god! Oh, she was. She's a beaut. Mm. She really is. Um, yeah, so they're all my special mentions. It's exciting. I'm, I'm really. I, 
Luke, you come on, and uh, being a listener, you you knew, didn't you? You was like, I see a gap in the market. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, amazing. <laughs> Top five cult TV shows. I reckon we made a two-par. We've drunk oh, some whiskey. Oh, for sure. I'm pissed, yeah, it's yeah. great. Well, I, I won't be driving just yet, I'm so sure. Um, Luke, man, it's been an absolute pleasure, dude. Um, and, and thank you so much for, for being a, a long-time it, sponsor. And yeah, and, and, yeah it is an months. absolute pleasure. I'm allowed to put my clothes back on now. Mm. Just the top half. <laughs> <laughs> Take the matches off him. He keeps looking at my kitchen. <laughs> Thanks, man. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. There you have it. Bang Boom Creative. What a gent. What a story. Hope you enjoyed it. You've got thus far, so I imagine you have. If you do like hearing Chris and I chatting to people about what they've been up to, have a look in the back catalogue. Because there's near, probably nearly 100 episodes that you can go and have a, a route through and you'll see episodes with the likes of Frank Bruno, the fun-loving criminals, uh, Deadpool star Ed Scrine, Gal Porter, Scroobius Pip, Brett Goldstein, oh God, the Maccabees. The, the, the list is, is endless. So go and have a little route around in our... Uh, in our back catalogue and uh yeah and the best thing to do is subscribe because then these podcasts just pop up in your listening device so you can have a a hassle-free day and you just have a little look down and you think oh look them pair of knobheads are talking to blah 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 i'm having some of that or you may think them knobheads are talking to that knobhead i ain't listening to that it's your choice but just subscribe follow us on the social media because we're on instagram spotify and we're not really on Spotify. Occasionally, if we have musicians on, we put their playlists up on there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and there's lots of extra content on there. And most importantly, we have a Patreon account. A whole podcast each week on top of what you get. So you get your free one on Acast. Head over to Patreon and we do another one. So much stuff going on, aren't there? Right, look, I'm going to shut up because you're probably bored of my voice. I'll see you next time. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.